Hi, this is Mama B from Rogan Tell Chatroom. When I shop on Amazon for things like dried mealworms, gun holsters, and chicken toys, I go to rogantel.com slash Amazon. It doesn't cost me anything extra, and it helps out my favorite podcast network. Again, that's rogantel.com slash Amazon. Hey, this is Kim. Welcome to a new episode of Round Trip. So after our last episode, Caribbean Queen, our friend Stacy stuck around to discuss the movie Get Out, directed by Jordan Peele. We had a great conversation and we decided that it should be its own podcast. Now, during this podcast, we will be discussing major plot points of the movie Get Out, and we will also be discussing the ending. So this is your official spoiler alert. If you've not seen Get Out and don't want to have it ruined for you, please skip this episode. For everyone else, please enjoy and thanks for listening to Round Trip. guys this is Renee and this is Kim and this is Round Trip. It is my understanding that you have all seen Get Out. Yes. Yes. First of all, I'm going to ask for your your five to one star review. Five being the best, one being the worst. Um, how many stars would you give it, Stacy? I would give it five stars. How many stars down. would you give it, Renee? I would give it four stars. How many stars would you give it, Kimberly? <laughs> I would give it five stars. <laughs> <laughs> all right, excellent. Let's talk a little bit more in detail. Stacey, as our guest, would you like to begin? Sure. So I saw it uh, opening weekend. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that, that struck me was the relationship between Rose and Chris honestly was not played at the very beginning. It wasn't played like, oh, let's you know highlight what a difference it is between these people, a white woman and a black man. It seemed like a really authentic relationship and they kind of didn't get into the interracial aspect of their relationship and talking until they started, you know, talking about the visit to the parents' house. And he was apprehensive about whether or not she had disclosed to her mom and dad whether he was black or not. And they had a little funny banter about that. And I kind of started feeling a certain way about Rose. Like something was off about her for me. I don't know. What do you think Renee did you get a vibe about her at the beginning of the movie I did get a vibe um (laughs) but it wasn't creepy vibe it was the whole uh that whole well I don't see to me I immediately said when she said oh I didn't think about telling my parents it was that whole conversation you always should have like with whoever you're dating like why would you not (laughs) you know if I'm gonna bring an Asian dude home tomorrow nothing is Asian dudes Probably should tell my parents and bring an Asian yeah. tomorrow. Well, but <laughs> yeah, I think her point was, I mean, she wouldn't say, hey, my parents, I'm bringing home a white guy because she's white, you know? 
So, but that goes that back to that whole I don't see color thing that would yeah. happen too. You know, I think right. it was falling in that bucket of you know that cliche what white people say. Oh, I don't see color. I don't see why I should tell them you were black. Right. You know, which is problematic as hell. Right. Yeah. See, I feel like <laughs> if I weren't, I don't know if that's something I would say necessarily. If I were bringing home a person of a different race, you know. would not say. And I know well, let's, let's start. Let's start. <laughs> let's start with the whole bringing people home thing is a whole weird situation in itself. Um, that I, I mean, that's just weird by itself. But I can't imagine that. Last time I brought somebody home, ooh, right? Like that's just weird by itself. I was in college. I think he gave me a rod. Right. <laughs> I feel like that was like the only reason he was at my house. But, um, but that that whole scenario to me, and I, I think it's different the generation under us, I think looks at it differently yeah. than we did. Um, yes. My parents would probably be like, is he black or white? And then if I was like, well, actually he's Hispanic. They'd be like, Oh, I don't even know how to process that. So <laughs> I mean, that's possible. <laughs> um, because everything kind of really exists for them in black and white. But yeah. I, at this age that I am now, I wouldn't even think about it because I'm adult. I mean, I, could, I don't think it matters. I, yeah. What they think about, the race of the person I'm dating. I don't think it's important. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it may be important, but I'm not thinking about it. Like, I'm yeah. not going to be like, okay, mom, dad, Horatio's coming over. Horatio, he's from China. He's from China. Really? Yes. He's from China his, with Horatio as a name? But his, oh, wow. his, his parents are from um, Abu Dhabi. I think it's like Horatio <laughs> mode, but she said Horatio. <laughs> oh, well. But you know, like, I feel like, you know, I don't, I don't know that that's a... At, at yeah. this point in my, in my at this age in my life, is what I want. Yeah, <laughs> and that's yeah. it. Sure, <laughs> sure. Kimberly wants well, to date a Polynesian man, and that's what it is. Then that's what's gonna. Did happen. you hear that, Dwayne Johnson? <laughs> <laughs> Just putting it out there. I'm talking about you, bro. <laughs> putting it out there. Yeah, I'm talking about you. Well, one thing, too, about the, the film that struck me is, you know, not just she's bringing him home for dinner, but for the weekend, like, that's very, wow, that's a lot. And weren't they mm-hmm. all also together the for a couple that, of months? Like, yeah, I, they I, had I thought they remember. Together four months. Yeah, which yeah. is very long. Definitely not. <laughs> so that was a lot. And I thought that was suspicious this whole weekend at my parents. I was like, oh. That's a lot. That's very overwhelming, you know, just to be in the first few months of a relationship with somebody. Yeah. And also the fact that they, when they got to the parents' house and they were sharing a room, I feel like that is very. <laughs> progressive and part of the parents, uh, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would say so. I mean. Yeah. See, I, I think that's a, that, again, this is just a different generation. I think my parents would be like, you sleeping over there and you sleeping over there. Oh, but my, I, as a parent, will. might not think that much about it because you know what they're doing they live together yeah i agree i wouldn't care as a parent but i think but i know for sure i've had this discussion with my mom she's like you know if you ever brought your current boyfriend to ohio you absolutely would not be staying in the same room if you're not married so yeah that was surprising to me i was like oh wow they're sleeping in the same room together wow that's interesting which once again should have been a sign I think what was surprising to me was, and this could be my personality, was how like she was driving. She had the, she it was her car. She had the keys. 
I don't let anything, you know, you can't have control of the situation. I need to have control of the situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need yeah. to be able to leave when I want to leave. I need to, you know what I'm saying? I need to have access exactly. to things. So yeah. that threw me off a little bit. I'm like, why Why she got the I keys? Agree. Maybe, I why, agree. why you let Rose hold the keys? Chris? Yeah. Maybe you should that hold the keys. That was sketchy. But, yeah, but you're looking like at that. it, you're looking at it from the perspective of, of Chris, but if, put it this way, if Rose was a black woman, if it was you, you would pretty much be doing what you what you just said. You'll be driving. You'll have the keys. Yeah, you'll be in saying. control. Yeah. So, it's yeah. yeah. I guess it's just a little different because it was that dynamic. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> well, and I thought too. One thing that that struck me was after um, they hit the deer. You know, you saw you know Chris pull over, and he was so he had so much empathy and like concern, and you know he felt guilt over it. And meanwhile, Rose did not seem like she felt any sadness over the animal's death. She didn't have any emotional reaction to it. And I, that struck me as kind of cold. And I'm she like, was too busy, too busy getting, atti- too busy getting an attitude with the police officer. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was. I was, like, I was like, shut up, Rose. <laughs> Come on now. That's a great <laughs> yeah, observation, though. Mm-hmm. Most observation. people, yeah. and stereotypically, you know, this is definitely a stereotype, but you know, I would feel like a woman would be much more upset about that. So the fact that she wasn't, you know, it's beautiful, majestic, maybe just because I'm an animal lover, but this beautiful, majestic animal dying a slow, painful death is an emotional thing for most. And he kept thinking about it. Like he, at one point, like the first night he like dreamed about it. Like he kept kind of going back to it and thinking of, you know. Because it was him. He was the helpless animal. You think that's what it was? I don't that's know. That's what it was. He saw himself in the deer. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it could maybe a little of the backstory was, you know, since his mother died, you know. Oh, alone in, in a the car street. Accident, yep. Maybe yep. that was another. Because he couldn't help. Or he, for, yeah. right. Emotional for him. He was hit by a car yeah. and was on the side of the street. Yep. Right. Right. So that that could be a, a part of it, too. But just, you know, seeing a huge animal that, you know, you've just hit dying should still register some kind of emotional response. Right. Ooh, you so that struck me as weird. Ooh. I love it. <laughs> Breaking it down. I love it. Breaking it down. <laughs> Breaking it down. So Breaking can we talk about it. the brother? Yes. I don't understand. Was he on drugs? Um, or was he just... His, or did he not wash himself? Like he just had a. He, general... he looked greasy, didn't he? There Dirtiness. was so much wrong. Yeah. There was so much wrong. I, I mean, after that first encounter, I would have called an Uber personally. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. his dynamic was creepy and aggressive. Yeah. And weird and scary. Yeah. Like he looked so, like he had somebody in the basement already. Right. <laughs> not just somebody, many somebodies. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. He was. He was a weird element and he was nothing like the rest of the family like everyone yeah, else it was at least it had this really calm appearance but mm-hmm. he was just all over the place yeah everyone else in the family is you know this pulled together polished person and he's like i don't know if i could call him a black sheep maybe like an alabaster sheep since he was yeah. so pale and dead looking but yeah yeah i was like okay this is the first sign that something is very wrong beneath the surface here <laughs> <laughs> but it also showed the different ways that they acquired their people, you know, because he pulled up in the car and jumped on the guy yeah, aggressively yeah. versus the, the the girl 
was very seductive with it. You know, it was, she built mm-hmm. a relationship with them. She got to know right. them, understood True. that no one would be looking for them, you know, realized mm-hmm. that they were alone in the world and then mm-hmm. snatched them. And see, right. I like that first scene at the dinner table when he basically was like, you know, grabbing him by the neck. I took it as him trying yeah. to see how strong he was. I think it was a test of strength to see how easy it's going to be later yeah. on when we decide good. to take him down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how quickly That's can I do insight. this? Mm-hmm. You know, is he going to fight? Is he going to be a fighter? Is he going to just be, you know, lax about it and not do anything, you know? Mm-hmm. So I looked at it for now. He was testing the waters a little bit when he, when he did that. Yeah. Thinking back on it, I think you are spot on. I didn't think mm-hmm. of that at the time, but yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So at what point did you start to realize, I mean, I know that, like, I feel like I didn't know what was going to happen prior to it happening. Like, I didn't really know that Rose was going to be in on it. I didn't know what steps that they were actually taking with these people that they were abducting mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, until they showed me. Now, usually yeah. I pride myself on being the kind of person who figures out something before mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. told to me. I did not figure this out before it was told to me. I, um... I was just like, what? What y'all doing? That makes no sense. What? This can't work. Exactly. I feel I like can't work. this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, the the picture reveal was a total shock for me. Once he, you know, found her little secret cubby mm-hmm. and all of those photos, that mm-hmm. did shock the hell out of me. I was like, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. And I told I told my boyfriend, I said, this girl is a regular Kim Kardashian. Look at all, look at all these black bodies. Look at all these black bodies. This is astonishing. It she ain't just, just Kim. Mm-hmm. Uh, it ain't just well, Kim. true, true. <laughs> a Kardashian will mess your life up. <laughs> you will go around thinking you one thing, and the next thing you know, boop. You're not. You, you're not. <laughs> Well, and I read an interesting theory. I've been reading a lot of think think pieces about this movie because it jarred me so much. And um, I read one the other day, and I can't recall where, but they their theory was that Georgina, the maid, left the cubby open so that Chris would find it and maybe you know be able to save himself. What do you guys right. think about that theory? That, that makes is, sense. Yeah, that does that make sense because she, she had been because watching the movie, was definitely fighting. Thinking, Yes, yeah. she was. Her, she, you could, she was having an internal conflict. Of course, you didn't she know was. what it was before, but she right. was definitely having one. And, yeah. you know, they were saying that, I guess, the more they do it, the better they get at it. And, like, mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. They, they, there was some other point he made, like, the more subdued, I guess, the people are, like, with the hypnotism and stuff, the be- the longer, right. the better it takes. Yeah. So maybe she was, you know, one of the, the ones that, how they realized that, like, maybe hers hasn't really taken because she's really struggling right. with... Right. um, And, you know, one of the things is their brains have been swapped, but I would assume and I would presume that their souls are still, you know, the authentic soul of Georgina. And, you know, I would think that just because the brain is different, that is still her soul in there and she's fighting to get out and she's fighting. And you could tell, I mean, the way that she reacted when he said isn't it strange being around all these white people right and the tears are streaming down her face but the said, words no, coming no, out of her no, mouth were no, not no, no, right no. and then the the forced word. smile like the forced yeah. smile but i'm steady crying at the same time but i'm smiling right. this weird smile yeah you could tell it's yeah. a str- it was a struggle yeah so um yeah, that was very interesting and i but you know, i didn't the movie i thought 
Rose left the cubby open on accident. But after reading that theory, I thought that actually feels like it's a lot more plausible. And plus she had been in the room multiple times. She kept going in and out the room. Mm -hmm. Um, But I had no idea idea that the the guy who was like cutting the wood, when they showed the picture with Rose and him, first of all, he looked like two different people. It took me a minute to write that. But he was straight up. Yes. Oh my gosh. I was like, Rose. What? What? (laughs) What? But you know what? That and that's actually so the first clue for me that like looking back at it, when he was running towards Chris in the middle of the night mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and kind of cut to the right, because he was the runner. That was the grandfather was a runner. Was runner. Yeah. yeah. And so he was out in there the in the, out there in yep. the woods, you know, because he got his speed yep. back. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like mm-hmm. testing his speed. And so later I was like, Oh, that's why he was running in the woods like a crazy man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Getting well, it. it was one or two things. It, it was, it was grand, Grandpa getting his speed back, but also Grandpa getting revenge since Jesse Owens, who's African American, took that medal Deed from him. him. Exactly. Right. So now he, he was able to to do both, basically find a way to get back at you, black guy, mm-hmm. by becoming you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and gaining my speed back. So yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And also, I we got a big kick out of the the party scene with <laughs> all of the. Just the myriad microaggressions yeah. from oh, oh white God. people yeah. interacting with Chris was very, that hit home very much for me oh, personally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was um, say, welcome to my professional life. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, especially when uh, the white woman asked Rose, well, is it different? Is it better? You know, as if, right. you know, the, is the black man stereotype true about black penis? I have a right. hilarious story that corresponds with that. Do you guys remember that Body World exhibit that used to go around? I don't know if it's still yeah. an exhibit, yeah. but it goes around to all the museums. Mm-hmm. Well, I went to that uh, with a guy I was dating like five or six years ago. And you know how they have a little display with the, you know, people's sex organs, the reproductive organs. Mm-hmm. So we're looking through theirs and it labels, you know, what organ you're looking at and who it belonged to, like not their name, but their, Mm -hmm. their race and their age. And so we were looking at a case of penises from (laughs) deceased donors and a white woman came up to my boyfriend who was, he was very tall. You met him, Renee, six, Mm -hmm. four, really like foot, used to play football. So big build. And she comes up to us and she goes, you know, there was a penis from an African-American male and it was fairly sizable. We'll say, we'll say that on this podcast. <laughs> it had, he had girth. <laughs> <laughs> and she says with me right next to him, that's impressive. Is yours like that? Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, what, what did he that say? Scene took, transported me back. He busted out laughing and I just looked at her with, like a blank stare and a blank. Like, did you just do this? And <laughs> did she, this just happen? <laughs> and she turned around. And she was cougar esque. She was in her forties. This is not some young, you know, inappropriate mm-hmm. teenager. Yeah, it was very. I was like, wow, I have, I have witnessed this. <laughs> oh, <wow>. This, <laughs> this just happened. <laughs> this, this is not far fetched. This, this just is happened. Cinematic, but it is not far fetched. <laughs> it is crazy. But yeah, just oh. the comments that people were making to him and the envy and inappropriate um, 
fawning <laughs> over his blackness mm-hmm. as if he's an exhibit rather mm-hmm. than a human being. Mm-hmm. That was very jarring, and, but mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. And how about the, <laughs> so at the party, yes, the, the whole touching, like there was the lady who touched on him, which was like yeah. so weird. And when he was walking outside at some point, the random Asian guy that was there, the Asian guy asked him, like, do you think that uh, the African-American experience is an advantage or disadvantage? And it was so yeah. random. Yeah. And I was like, Asian dude. Like, really? Do you want him to give you a verbal dissertation on this complex subject at a party? Really? Right. It was Over so, scones? It, yeah. Over scones. Over scones. <laughs> Over biscotti, really? <laughs> <laughs> right. It was so it was so weird, but it was one of those things where I've always had this ideal that like certain races think that they're a little bit better than African Americans, and I kind of oh, think that Asians yeah. kind of fall in that bucket yeah. sometimes, where they're like, eh. well, that model <laughs> okay, minority, but... yeah, yeah, exactly. that model minority assignation that they have, yeah, right? They have a an effect on how they feel about themselves. Right. So I feel like he was kind of placed for that reason, you know, that he was there. Like he was really wasn't. Yeah. Well, it reminded me of, you know, when people like try to touch your hair and mm-hmm. yes, it reminded natural, me of that too. And you're, mm-hmm. and they're just like, this is, I just love how you, now how do you do this? And like, you know, I wish I could do this to my hair. And just, I wish I could get my hair like that. Yes. Yes. Down yes. And put your hand. Every away. black girl has put your hand but it's funny you're saying yeah. that about Asians because when I was in China, girl, so many people were trying to touch our hair. Mostly women, I've... mostly older women. Uh-huh. Um, but it was it was a th- like I mean, literally they would walk up to us and just like look at it. It's like yes, I have heard and read a lot about black. That women is so interesting. In Asia. Yeah, it's it, it's 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 yeah. I, I mean, won't no be one taking the trek myself. No one was rude to me. Yeah, no one was rude to me or, or you know, it didn't get out of hand. But, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like it's a thin line. Yeah. There's, sure. a, there's a gray area. <laughs> for sure. You know, <laughs> the gray. Yeah. Well, and the actor who played him did a really interesting interview. I want to say it was on Vulture.com mm-hmm. where he was talking about, you know, just his personal experiences with those kind of microaggressions when he's a minority in situations with white people and you know how a lot of the attention and um the attention they pay to you they're trying to make you feel included but instead they're making you feel like the other you know what i mean right right, the things that they ask you you know that they wouldn't be asking those things to somebody else of their race right and that that was really thoughtful interview he gave if you can find it i would encourage you to read it but i was like you know what that is is so true how a lot of the the microaggressions are not done to alienate you. They're trying to make you feel include but included, but instead they're just making you your your differences you know more apparent. Are they trying blatant. to make us feel included? Or are they trying to make themselves feel included? Yeah, which because is it? I, I yeah. think it can be both sometimes. I've noticed, like I've you know because I operate in a world that is not very diverse. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've like, we've been at events and someone will walk up to me and we'll be talking, kind of making conversation. I'm like, Oh, I watched that show blackish. Okay. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Congratulations. I watched Fox news once. Do you want to hear about that? Like, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, yes. So, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. they want to like 
make you, you know, it's like, it's like they want to say, well, hey, I've got something I can talk about with you. Yeah. But you're black. There's like a thousand. <laughs> and that's like all any, you are. Anything else you can talk about with me too. <laughs> so right. I, right. I, but I definitely, I see your point. I mean, your point is definitely valid. Look at that. Well, it's just like, you know, when the first couple words out of her father's mouth to him, I would have voted for Barack Obama a third time. Like, what does that have to do? Uh, no, you wouldn't know that's, that's against the law. We can't do that. Right. So you would, so you would mean, not. Thanks for trying, but. But yeah, mm. just the whole, I love black people. Yeah. Yay, you're black. <laughs> but when he was saying it, he was being truthful. <laughs> he really does. Yes, yes. <laughs> so much so, he's turned both his parents into black people. <laughs> has affinity for black people. <laughs> oh, gosh, it's crazy. <laughs> but the so here's my ultimate question how did they recruit these people is there like a facebook page like i know are you tired of your body are you talking about the, the party actor yeah yeah are you tired Extra. of your body Just come wild. on over to the house on thursday and <laughs> wild like how do you get that information to the to the to the the right yeah. audience what kind of black market network page group (laughs) the dark web but but, and that's the thing Uh, like they were they were older people so you know it's not like it can't be a high-tech way you saw the bingo cars they're using they're at the the country club right yeah so that's just such an interesting community to pull together for that purpose i would Mm -hmm. i mean it would be really interesting to know like how they how they recruit customers wouldn't you love for wouldn't you love for him to do a prequel to this movie so that we can see how this idea came about? Who were right. the first? Vi- I mean, right. are, were the right. parents the first? They were the first victims, right? The grandparents. It would be interesting to see. Well, no, there had to be right. there had to be some test subjects, and I'm sure they tried other races too. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm sure they yeah. didn't just try African Americans. I'm sure they probably tried other other. They're probably. Oh my God, so, Jordan this Peele, could be a, if you're yeah. listening to this podcast, because if we know you, you could are humorous. <laughs> If you could humor us with a prequel <laughs> to We'd give us the origination story of the Armitage family, we would oh, so appreciate it. <laughs> we I was happy with the ending, though. Were you guys yes. pleased with the outcome? Okay, because I absolutely we both. I, mean, I, I feel like that part was definitely foreseeable. Um, you know, you, you knew the TSA guy was coming because he had just been. Yes such a a, yeah. a source <laughs> of rod everybody need a rod and common rod. sense everybody needs a rod they do they do i mean he was such a, a great presence in that movie and he was so funny and then he, he pulled weird. up in a tsa car yes <laughs> i was like were you supposed to take that off site he had that I feel like that's an on-site car right oh, loved it. right he had but, the best one-liners too and yeah i loved his investigative skills of finding all these other black people <laughs> on missing oh my god i love when he was in the uh, police station and they had other people come in and start listening to him <laughs> and laughing at him yes oh, that was so cruel <laughs> that was great um, that was great yeah that was awesome. yes. um any other comments about the movie that you guys like to make before we wrap up and start talking about travel what this podcast is about yeah <laughs> I know, the right? original intended purpose for this podcast <laughs> no i just i loved it and I hope everybody gets a chance to go see it. It's amazing. Yeah, it was good. I um, normally don't do scary movies. Stacey knows that. We um, know <laughs> how many times have I tried to drag Renee to a scary movie and the answer I've declined was every time. Always. So, Always. yes. But needless to say, I went like at 1245 when it was light outside. <laughs> I, I didn't know 
<laughs> what to expect? Matinee only. Matinee only. Okay. It's right. a scary movie. Uh, <laughs> I see. And you know, that's interesting you say that because I didn't think of, I don't think of that as a scary movie. Like, I don't think a split is a scary movie. I, when I think of a scary movie, I think like an actual monster or demon or something that is not a real mm. thing <clears throat> terrorizing mm-hmm. people. That kind of, yeah. that's a scary, that's a horror movie to me. But yeah. stuff, thrillers, yeah. like stuff where it's regular people doing dumb shit, like that's, yeah, I, yeah. That's just, that's oh, just like Thursday. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I call those movies Thursday. Yeah, I get what you mean. There is a distinction between a thriller and a horror movie. Mm. I think both Split and Get Out are kind of on the fine line for me. Yeah. Well, Just Split is because it has a a uh, supernatural element to it. Yes, absolutely. Um, but it's, yeah. it's 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 kind of closer to the end and, you know, whatever. True. But, the reveal of that. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> but But yes, yep. I I too enjoyed Get Out. I thought it was actually really really good. Um not that I didn't think um, it would be good. Um, I did see Keanu, and I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I did too. Keanu <laughs> was Keanu hilarious. So funny. Oh my god! Because oh, Keanu was, was so cute. Idiot. He was so I cute. I adored it. Yes. But yes. um, but it was a really great like, you know, they took all the elements of a horror movie, the suspense, the action. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, all the the thrills or whatever. Yes. Um, and so all of, all of the elements were in place. Everything revealed mm-hmm. in a good time. Like I, I mm-hmm. didn't get bored with it. Um, no. So I agree. It, it was a very, it was a very good movie. I hope you make yeah. lots I'm, more like that. I do too. And I actually want to go see it again. It's one of those movies that you think about it so much after it's over and all the social commentary in between yeah. that you might have missed and the yeah. cues mm-hmm. that maybe he's giving off that you might have missed that right. it's, it's not just a movie you see once. It's like, right. you need to see it twice. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. I plan to do that. Yeah. All right. So that's, that's it for round trip movie talk. Thank you again for listening to this episode of round trip. Although we love talking about travel, we also like to talk about other topics as well. So please follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Round Trip Pod. Also, tell your friends they can find us on the Rogue Intel Network, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Blog Talk Radio. See you next time.